Wolfmania, the podcast, is filmed in front of a live, not actually live, studio audience. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Wolfmania, the podcast, episode three. Episode three already. Wow. <laughs> it's, it feels like months. It does indeed. It's only been only been a few days. We, we do them all on the same day. We've just been in here for 72 hours straight. It's like pointless. We just keep going, <laughs> keep going. The celebrities come through the door, they leave, they come in. Which one are you? Are you the tall one? Uh... I think with my with my hairline, I'm I'm Zander. I'm telling you, you'll have to be uh, him out of Swade's brother. That's right. Uh, that's uh, fairly topical. We're, we're going to be coming back to uh, him out of Swade's brother a little bit later on. But, yeah, very uh, exciting. Uh, this is Wolfmania, the podcast. Of course, the podcast version of Wolfmania.org, the website. Indeed. I'm Andrew. I'm Tim. Well, have you been, Tim? I've been I've been well. I've had a quite quite a momentous week. Really? Uh, how's Backsnap? Backsnap is uh, it's improving. Thanks for asking. But uh, the big news is I've got a new man in my life. Oh yeah, who's that? Uh, that's, uh, that's Brian, the osteopath. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Where where did you meet him? Uh, met Brian on the internet. I think that's where most modern relationships start these days. Swipe right. Uh, I did swipe right. How do you know about that? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, we uh, we we swiped right on each other, and uh, yeah, I've seen him three times in two weeks. I'm calling that quite a successful start. Quite a successful start. Should I be buying a hat, Tim? Uh, not just yet. Not just yet. Not until I can walk down the aisle unaided. <laughs> 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 Might well, have to uh, see Brian a few more times before that happens. Well, what's he? Uh, what sort of advice has he been giving you? Well, he has told me that I walk incorrectly. Right, and, and I need to learn how to walk correctly again. Yeah, yeah, all over again. Uh, he's told me to stop walking like Liam Gallagher. What, like a penguin in an art gallery? Like a penguin in an art gallery with my arms behind my back. <laughs> uh, and he's told me to start walking a little bit more like a supermodel. What do you think's in that picture, Liam? Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very. Uh, it's interesting you mention uh, Liam Gallagher in Britpop. Have we done this bit before? I can't remember. No, maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. That's just keeping you on your toes, listeners. Only every day for the last twenty-one years. Okay. Uh, we will be touching on uh, some Britpop later on uh, this week. Uh, Tim, thanks for asking. Oh, how's your week been? Yeah, great. Thanks. Okay, it's been good, brilliant. Good, yeah. good. Moving on. I've been uh, been in the uh, recording studio this week. Really? Uh, with producer Paul of Sound. And how, and how did that go? It uh, went very well. We have been recording some melodica-driven death rock. Nice, nice. Any uh, any song titles you'd like to share with us at this stage? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, but uh, just so that you know, it's going to be really bleak. Yeah. And uh, it'll be ready for probably about <laughs> yeah, just in time <laughs> for Christmas 2024. <laughs> A horrifying, horrifying Christmas listen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to share it with you all. Uh, but uh, we've actually got uh, some musical royalty coming in later uh, in this episode. We will be opening up our encyclopedia of everything. Uh, last week we did. Uh, we looked at the letter A. This week we've got the letter B. Letter B, the second letter in the alphabet. That's how broadcasting works. Indeed. 
Uh, before we continue, we should do some notes and corrections from last week's uh, episode. We have got a bulging mailbag from people asking, uh, pointing out a few, th- a few things that they may have picked up. Just a couple of inaccuracies. Yeah, the rapper Kano is not from Bristol. No, he's not from Bristol. Do did you look at where he is from? He's from Mangotsfield. Near Bristol. Yeah. Also, he doesn't have a taxi firm. He doesn't have a taxi firm. He does not run. Kinu's cars. Kinu's cars. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> he, he does not do that. We also neglected, uh, for those of you who made it to the end of the episode, for both of you, thank you, dear listener, for making it to the end of the episode last week. Hello, Mum. We failed to give out the details. If you'd like to do yoga with Adrian in the manner of which, please don't do it like how Tim was doing it last week, but if you would like to... You can go to Yoga with Adrian, that's A D R I E N E dot com, or you can find her YouTube channel, Yoga with Adrian. And you can find what feels good for you. Put a little lift in your heart. Put a little lift. Hey guys! <laughs> Excellent. We will be right back with the Encyclopedia of Everything after these words. When I find myself in times of trouble Buried beneath burning rubble In a bloody puddle Let it be 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 Wolf Mania, the podcast Let it be Brollop. The Brollop. Et Brollop are in Vixel Octen Tilhorenda Festen for ad symbolisera at et par ingat et actkenskap. Ordet Brollop, comer, av Fornsvenskens Brublop, alza Brutlop. Brutlopet va Betteningen pa det fula som let sagada bruden frans brudens hem dar fashningen sket och det near hemit. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. Or possibly you're sending some kind of war signal <laughs> out there across the airwaves. You're calling in some kind of Swedish airstrike. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that this is going to have confused a few listeners. Mm. The word brollop. Brollop. Mm. Brollop is the Swedish word for wedding. It is indeed. Uh, which is something I wish I'd known uh, before attempting to do a wedding speech in spe- Swedish in Sweden. Um, something I wish that the translator I'd got to translate my speech into Swedish from English had known. Turns out she was Danish. She said, <laughs> they'd never know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, she made me uh, made me pay for dinner anyway, and then translated it phonetically into what she said was sort of Swedish, and uh, and sent me on my merry way to uh, go and read that out in front of people. 
And uh, having witnessed it, it was a roaring success. A roaring success. Hi, Dil Bakaraliopa is how it started. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I was led to believe means, hey, guess who's back? <laughs> Which is, of course, the traditional opening from, from Norse mythology to every exactly. wedding speech. I'd asked if uh, she could uh, give me something along the lines of, don't the bridesmaids look lovely? <laughs> instead, I got, hey, I'm back, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. A bit like a Eurovision contestant. <laughs> exactly. A Swedish Eurovision entry. And every, yeah, yeah, everybody there just thought I was a rude Dane. Uh, because... <laughs> Which is pro- probably what probably what happened. I have to say though, Tim, the brollop. Yes. And I've only been to one brollop. And I believe you've only been to one brollop. I have only been to one. Um, Got to be pretty much in my top ten times of all time. Top five, possibly. Top three times. It's the only wedding time. that I've been to where I also attended the honeymoon afterwards. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I believe that's traditional too. So that's a, I think we should probably put up on the uh, the Twitter feed uh, a p- uh, proof of you being at the honeymoon, uh, which is of the bride, the groom, and you in a sauna. <laughs> in a sauna. <laughs> oh, the sauna, the sauna. That was my. Were you there for the for the sauna? The I was. Sauna? I did not get in the sauna. Okay, that was. Uh, I have a condition. Yes, I had, a, I had a condition after the after the sauna. Their wedding seemed to have the condition, which is Tim has to come in the sauna with us. There's yeah. a picture of the bride and groom on a <laughs> on uh, a snowmobile with you on the back of it. Yeah, which is another really romantic Swedish wedding tradition. Uh, and they make the uh, I don't believe I remember the name for the uh, the male <laughs> person who must attend your your honeymoon with you I believe there is a name for that person but it is tradition that they are forced to wear an orange jumpsuit for, for the duration of that time I don't know where that tradition comes from but uh, well, I, I wore a large orange jumpsuit whilst on the back of the snowmobile uh, they have a they have a lot of uh, traditions at the brollop that I perhaps wasn't that prepared for <laughs> uh, perhaps in my role as uh, best man always best man Tim never the groom you say this who knows who knows what uh, what the future brings maybe maybe i you know that was that was a difficult gig for me it was a a, a difficult show and you know I, I was i was thrilled thrilled to get the chance to uh, to perform overseas uh, thrilled to uh, uh, to honor the uh, the great love between uh, our fantastic friends and absolutely terrified on the day it was i have never had to go on if if my exciting band, the West Midlands, had to go on after I don't know who, Motorhead, it wouldn't have been harder than that. Let, let, let me paint the picture for the listeners. Uh, just in the lead up to your uh, to your best man speech, we'd uh, we'd celebrated the the actual ceremony in a beautiful church in the centre of a small town, just just a few miles shy of the Arctic Circle. Beautiful yep. minus thirty, yep. snow, beautiful clear blue skies. And then uh, we walked via a, a torch-lit procession, if I yeah. remember correctly, to a beautiful old town hall. That was brilliant. I thought we were going to set fire to a giant rat <laughs> or something with the bride and groom inside it. That didn't happen, fortunately. Uh, Would have spoiled it. We had a, a, some delicious food and we met some wonderful, wonderful Swedish people, the rest of the family and friends. And uh, That was... 
I mean, that was brilliant, but difficult in itself when you're a bunch of numpties who've come over from Devon <laughs> who don't really know what snow's like. Not prepared for minus 30. Not prepared for minus Bought 30. Bought a new cagoule from Millets <laughs> the day before. I was wearing trainers. <laughs> pair of Converse, no socks. <laughs> Had to find a sports shop to buy some tennis rackets <laughs> to, try, to try and put underneath them. And uh, this would have been just around the time that people had invented uh, digital cameras for the first time. And uh, also, seemingly, snow, as everybody had to stop every three yards to take a picture of, there's a bench with some snow on it. There is a tree with some snow on it. There is some people from Devon taking photos of snow with snow on it. They are the only people who are outside because it is so <laughs> Because it was minus 19 degrees. <laughs> um, and then you'd meet these fantastic Swedish people, all of whom you, you'd, you'd introduce, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm Andrew... Uh, Thanks for having us. Uh, pleased to meet you. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I sell posh books for a living and they explain what it is that they do and invariably... Was, was there, there was that guy who... Didn't he work for the chainsaw? He was a chainsaw tester. Yeah, I think he designed the chainsaws. He designed, he designed top-level chainsaws and said, but also, I am a breakdancer. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, you know, yeah, I sell posh books, but also I'm, you know, I, I, I sing a bit. Um, what had... What form does the breakdancer do? I am the number two breakdancer in all of Sweden. <laughs> oh, does that pay well? Yes, it is government funded. It's brilliant in Sweden. I model for Urban Outfitters, but I'm also a UN peacekeeper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that kind of thing. I work in a call centre, but also I'm the drummer from The Refused. <laughs> <laughs> we met him. We did. We saw him we, uh, at the... Uh, the Indie Alsang. The Indie Alsanger which apparently is a Swedish tradition, where everybody from the local town gathers in a beautiful um, candle-lit church hall, uh, gets a live band together, made up of members of the Cardigans and refused, and uh, whacks out the hits of The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst everyone else sings along. Whilst every, they, you print out a little thing, saying, it's, it's bliss, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolute bliss. Absolute heaven. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the next day... You have to go to the wedding, a wedding that they've put on. I was already getting a little bit scared at the amount of effort that they've already put into it. Uh, when when you turn up and uh, realise just what it is that your paltry speech <laughs> written on the back on the back of a beer mat the evening before has got to go on after it. Oh, was oh, never. Yeah, they've, uh, they've got a lot of things right was. in the lead up to this speech. Nothing's nothing's kind of let it down. Nothing's left a chance. There's a uh, a tradition apparently where every male uh, the the somebody will go up to the groom. You have to make a distraction, drag him out of the room, and he, and talk to him about something that really needs sorting out with the catering. And during that time, uh, all the male members of the wedding queue up uh, around the outside of the hall and then kiss the bride. And when he comes back in. Everybody's sniggering. <laughs> Great feature. Yeah, lot of fun. The, uh, uh, the, the they have sort of a host of the uh, of the wedding, who was uh, a, a, a charming man, a song he may well have sung the night before at uh, the Indie yeah. sang and uh, he prepared a twenty-two minute historically accurate and hilar- rip roaringly hilarious. Uh, speech about the meeting of not only his wonderful friends and uh, and uh, her husband but also about the meeting between England and Sweden throughout the years 
and everybody loved it. He did it in possibly seven languages. Just skipping between the two. Also, he had an incredibly fulsome beard. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was uh, I was two two acts one more act to follow. Then it was me, and uh, it's the bridesmaids. And instead of doing a speech, it turns out that the bridesmaids, who happen to be um, a modern performance dance troupe, uh, had, it turns out, prepared a special wedding dance and song, which was a re-recorded version of the You and Me song by the Wannadies, which they'd gone into a studio with the Wannadies, re-recorded it uh, with lyrics about the bride and groom, and they stood on the table and performed their wonderful song... <laughs> In their beautiful dresses. Uh, it was one of probably the best five gigs I've ever seen in my entire life. It was it, it was touching on so many levels. It was, uh, it was an incredible piece. Quite incredible uh, tribute to the couple. An incredible tribute touching on so many levels. Hey. Um, it was a marvel. I wish I hadn't bothered with that. <laughs> We've got a special guest who's in the studio. He's just sitting here now looking at slightly worried. But... Uh, um, just so you know, we're a gentle podcast with light smut. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, pretty much what we do. Uh, what we do here. You'll never know these bits happened. I just edit out all the bits where I don't sound hilarious. <laughs> we just leave Tim going. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's not comp- It's not competitive uh, in any way. But yeah, after uh, um, I do remember glancing up from the table to the top table where you were you were sat uh and the first time i realized that there was maybe some nerves you were maybe a little bit concerned about your performance uh you've had a banana there was a banana <laughs> i don't know why i remember this there was a banana in front of you yeah panic banana a panic banana yeah it's uh and that I'm- was a warning sign that maybe <laughs> there were some some nerves I think I read somewhere that bananas are very helpful. Well, no, it's it's, no, it's true. It's all I can remember. I thought <laughs> there's potassium. I think yep. I've got a massive box of aspirin and several bananas <laughs> uh, in in case of panic. <laughs> Nature's mild bar. Exactly. Uh, thought I'd bust those out in in case they were necessary. Maybe there'd be a. Was it some kind of hilarious prop that I might have been? Like be some know. kind of banana game. <laughs> I have blocked that from my memory. If, oh. there, were, if there was a sequence where you uh, produced a banana, it was the single. It was the most entertaining four hours there'd ever been, and the single worst time I've ever had having <laughs> having to having to follow that. Yeah, there was a the with a speech dance. in Danish. <laughs> 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 oh God! Uh, eventually, came to me. Had to. Uh, uh, take to the microphone, said, uh, oh, sorry, I uh, thought uh, thought this was the Melbourne wedding. Climbed out the window. Oh, there, there was not a uh, not a dry eye in the house. Lots Brilliant. of laughter. Absolute hilarity. Wonderful stuff. I think that was, uh, that was brollop ticked, brollop done. Yeah, brollop. Brollop out. Brollop out. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, and of course, there were, there were, were other elements of the brollop after that. There was the, the indie disco uh, oh, the dance off! The dance off. Turns out the uh, the baggy didn't really travel yeah. all the way to Scandinavia. They had they didn't have that there, um, no. uh, and a bunch of uh, uh, blokes giving it straight arms, <laughs> <laughs> full bears. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the uh, the uh, performance dance group uh, did 
take on our best dancer in a dance-off to uh, Kenny Loggins translated quite well. Yeah, that's Footloose seemed to go quite well. Um, yeah, they didn't have the baggy, but they uh, they did have Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> he seemed to be very, very popular it in, was uh, in Denmark. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we brought that with us. The taint was on us. <laughs> was it 2006? It was 2006, because I remember uh, going to the the internet terminals in the airport. <laughs> that's right. Queuing, all of us queuing <laughs> to check our freshly built MySpace profiles. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you had to put 20p in the machine. Yep. Um, so you can go and see. Wind the handle up on the side of it. <laughs> and, uh, up to, and uh, update Tom from MySpace on what we were up to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was the best bit. Exciting. That's not true. The best bit. It was. Uh, it's difficult to get across actually how emotional the entire thing was, and I think that, uh, well, actually, how emo the whole thing was, uh, until the we went to see uh, uh, a museum stroke art gallery which somebody curated in their spare time when they weren't being the number nine for the local football team and also a high-flying business person. And uh, we went into their, their museum, which had the world's oldest ski in it. And uh, I've subsequently seen the world's second and third oldest skis. I was really hoping for a bit more impressed <laughs> that. that's I was, right i was there i saw it <laughs> yeah we saw that and then uh, went into the art gallery where we having been surrounded by snow and emo for the entire week there was a big white painting on a white background and uh i think it's called is it called the stendhal effect when you go weak in the presence of um sort of art and beauty and you, you get dizzy and, and that sort of thing i think it's called that the stendhal effect and uh I just went, just started blubbing like a giant baby. <laughs> uh, and then looked to my left, which is trying to sort of cover my tiny little crying eyes, looked to my left, and everybody went off all the way down the street. And there was just 12 really pale, chapped-lipped English people just wailing. At and the, thinking about their credit card statement. <laughs> and that is a brollop. You know what, Tim? Let me explain it to you in song form. Okay. There's me with the world's oldest ski, and there's you as well. There's us getting cogs for the bus outside the OK Hotel. Falling off a skidoo on a river made of ice There's us in a drunken fuss Proving boys do cry The song was wrong Read the sing-along Wide open in Umia Blitz of us will always be Follow. Need more 
Ryan here, tilt back rally hopper. I came to rock a brawl up and I just won't stop until I'm in a mere airport with a group of friends. One last trip before the holiday ends. Tear through the terminal, trying to find the plane, feeling like a DNA veneer, a dream we change. Emotionally fragile superhero team. We can't quite believe all the things we've seen. Now we're standing in a rumble's like crash survivors, carrying our baggage on autopilot, trying to decipher what we're meant to do next. We'll call, we'll write, email and text. Lecture everybody all about the trip. They'll stare at us like we're evangelists. The dude outside the tube you try and ignore, who can't quite escape all the things he saw. Britpop. Do you remember the first time? That's how these things start, isn't it? Do you remember the first time? Footnote. Do you remember the first time is the name of an actually good Britpop song by the really good Britpop band Pulp, who, despite having a vocalist with a penchant for quite British kitchen sink sex stories, always struck me as a very egalitarian, very European band. A bit like if Stereolab were fronted by a mucky Alan Bennett. Well, do you? Do you remember it? The first time? I'm not sure I do. One minute I'm pinning up the sugar poster, not the stereo MC's one, from the April 1993 Yanks Go Home issue of Select magazine that championed denim, St Etienne, probably cud. Next thing you know, it's all tea at 10 Downing Street, Union Jack miniskirts and be here now. What happened? It definitely wasn't denim's fault. It was probably cud. For the uninitiated, Britpop was an ostensibly jaunty musical genre that placed heavy emphasis, I'm pretty sure that I saw heavy emphasis at least twice in 1995, on its essential Britishness. Tracksuit tops, argy-bargy in the boozer, talking like a cheeky chimney sweep, that sort of thing. It set itself up in direct opposition to the post-grunge music coming out of the United States. Some might say, sorry, some might say that Britpop represented a remarkable time. The sound of a country on the cusp of a change, a nation taking back its place at the heart of conversations about music, art and fashion, a grassroots working class rock and roll revival that gave the music world a well-deserved kick up the old jacksy. Others might grumble that it was a load of old flag-waving nonsense whose only legacy was six-a-side soccer tournaments between mid-level indie bands that sound more like the wonder stuff than you remember. And Catfish and the Bottlemen. And Brexit. Those people, however, would be idiots, because Britpop was obviously brilliant. Do you remember? How could you forget? Sixty-foot dolls. Adorable. Arnold. Ash. Astroturf, Asymmetrics, Aurin, Baby Bird, Ball Boys, Bard, Black Grape, Bleach, Blur, Bones, Budapest, Bert Anderson, Business Class, Cast, Catatonia, Cloth, Coke Spoon, Cuff, Cups and Saucers, Curve, Dalgleish, David Devant, and his spirit wife, Dawn of the Replicants, Detergent, Disco Busies, DMAs, Dodgy, Dolly Bird, Drench, Dubstar, Echo Belly, Ed Balls, Elastica, Electroset, Electracy, Escalator, Ether, Ex-Norwegian, Gas Mark IV, 
Gay Dad, Gaz Coombs, Jean Genies, Jean, Geneva, Giddy Up, Girl Scouts, Go Back to the Zoo, Golden Jubilee, Gonch, Head, Head Swim, Heavy Stereo, Hurricane Number One, Jack, James, Jeff, Jelly Babes, Jubilee, Jumbotron, Kaniki, Kevlar, Kinky Machine, Cooler Shaker, Alpha Lambretta, Lavender Hill Mob, Lazy Killers, LBW, Library Books, Lion Club, Lodger, Long Pigs, Louise Redknapp, Lush, Mambo Taxi, Manic Street Preachers, yes they were, Manson, Marion, Marionette, Maypole, McCalmont and Butler, Me, Me, Me. Menswear, Missing Andy, Munch, My Life Story, National Trust, New Faces, Northern Uproar, Nut Gone Flake, Oasis, Ocean Colour Scene, Octopus, Oxenholm and the North, Packamac, Parallel Bars, Paul Weller, Peep Show, Perfume, Pitch Invasion, Placebo, Plastic, Plimpsol, Pocket Venus, Powder, Preston, Project Orange, Pulp, Pure Essence, Radiohead, yes, they count as well, Razzmatazz, Reef, Regular Fries, Rialto, Ride, Robbie Williams, Roller Skate, Salad, Salamander, Saloon, Savaloy, Shed 7, Silver Jubilee, Golden Jubilee, Jubilee Jubilee, Sleeper, Smaller, Sons and Daughters, Space, Space Hog, Space Hoppers, Spastocene, Speed Bump, Steadman, Stegosonic, Stereophonic, Steve Craddock, Strange Love, Submarine Suede, Supergrass Superstar, Sweaty Benny, Sweet Jesus, Symposium, The Adventure Babies, The Auteurs, The Black Mondays, The Blue Mondays, The Blue Tones, The Boo Radleys, The Candy Skins, The Carry-Ons, The Charlatans, The Dandies, The Deckers, The Divine Comedy, The Favours, The Fringes, The Gyres, The Hours, The Jennifers, The Kind, The Lightning Seeds, The Nicer Topes. The Parkers, The Rain, The Rascals, The Real People, The Seahorses. The Siegfried Sassoons, the Supernaturals, the Tears, the Tommy Guns, the Verve, the Violet Lights, the Weeks, the Woodbines, the Wrestling, the Audience, Thermos, these Animal Men, Thurman, Top Loader, Track and Field, Ultrasound, Vega 4, Vanini, Vest, Weebles, White Lines, Whiteout, Wigwam, Wolves, Woodworm. We are thrilled to be joined in the studio today by one of the leading lights of the Britpop movement, Lawrence Lol Knobhead Huntington Thresher. Massive in the mid-90s with his band Gonch, Lol scored chart hits with the songs She's a Superstar, Kaleidoscope Eyes and London Underground, All Aboard, taken from the top ten album Mind the Gap. The follow-up, 1998 snowboard-themed Fresh Powder and its lead single Gender Blender fared less well and saw band and management locked in a string of legal battles and personal struggles. Following the band's breakup in 1999, Lol appeared as a guest mentor on series two of the reality TV show Song School, taking young songwriting duo 121 under his wing. The band finished fifth in the series finale but would go on to co-write the song Naughty Girl for former Neighbours star Holly Valance. Huntington Thresher would later sue both the Australian actor and the young songwriters, claiming the song was directly stolen from his own work. It wasn't. He would subsequently write about the case on the songs Naughty Naughty, Legal Beagles and Give It Back, brackets, Giz It, on his first solo album, Welcome to My World. The record, a largely acoustic collection of eight and nine minute songs, failed to chart, leading to 15 years out of the spotlight. Now back with a new book exploring the Britpop years and beyond, sorted and snorted, on and off the road with Head Goncho, and touring with a new lineup of his most beloved band, we're delighted to welcome Lawrence Huntington Thresher. Hello. Hi Lawrence, thanks for coming in. 
It's a pleasure. Uh, it's, we don't usually get guests here in the internet uh, space station, so uh, uh, really pleased that you've come in. And uh, uh, no I don't do, don't do many interviews these these days, so it's uh, good to be back on the air. Oh, absolutely, a complete pleasure to have you. It's uh, certainly. Um, uh, there was a time when it, it felt like you couldn't move for uh, for Gonch on uh, TV and on the radio. Uh, could you maybe tell us a bit about the glory days of uh, Gonch? Whether it's uh, TFI with Chris, live and kicking with Theakston and Ball. What was it like to be caught up in the media whirlwind about surrounding Britpop? I mean, what you have to understand is that uh, the mid to late 90s were one of the great times in musical history. I mean, people talk about the mid to late 60s, uh, the, the 70s. I mean, not not so much the eighties, a barren time, really, for music. But uh, the nineties the were really I mean, one of the one of the pinnacles for creative endeavour. Um, well, certainly, certainly for me, I I, mean, I consider myself on the forefront um, of, uh, of of that wave. Um, not so real, not so much as the as a general, but more of a, as a foot soldier, um, struggling in the dirt with the with, with 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 the real people, which I feel is what Britpop was all about. It was more of a grassroots movement than a than a top-down um, elitist, uh, pre- pre- more pre- pretentious uh, uh, take on guitar music, which, which came after, I feel. Well, certainly, I, I, I can only speak for myself, and uh, I don't know about Tim, but uh, we certainly felt we were in the trenches with Gonch. Well, it did feel like the trenches uh, a lot of the time. I mean, very, very dirty, uh, occasionally disgusting, uh, often, often offensive. Um, and... Uh, well, I mean, the, the success helped somewhat. I mean, I was very recognisable for, for 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 a period, which uh, again came with its pluses and minuses. Um, but uh, you know, I, I would I look back fondly on on, on most of it. Um, sadly, more the events than the, than the people. I mean, it was it was really the people that the, the ruined it for me. I thought. Really, uh, that's. Uh, I mean, you you must have met uh, must have met everybody uh, in your in your in your time in Goncha maybe you could tell us a, a bit about who were, who were the villains and uh, who were the uh, who were the heroes who were the villains who were the movers who were the cooler shakers well this is funny you should bring up a uh, cooler shaker and, and Crispian because uh, I think he has a, he had a fairly bad rap um, at, at the time I mean he said some questionable things and just why I have a have a platform I'd like to address address some of those those now i mean i mean we, we can we can talk about that now in the in the current climate i think it's a lot more more, more relaxed about some of the more political ideas that he that he that he seems to have um i mean we talk about brexit um again i would like to say that brexit is actually a, a word that i coined uh in 1997 uh a super group that we had uh with me with myself uh the uh the drummer from Powder, I believe, and Keith Allen. Um, mm. We were called, called, called Brexit. Um, we had most people forgotten that, um, and it seems to have had a re- re- resurgence recently. C- certainly, certainly resonates. Um, I don't remember anybody uh, mentioning it in the recent uh, recent news, but uh, well, they wouldn't, would they? It's uh, it's the, it, the problem is the press, really, isn't it? I mean, the press right. don't 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 think about the period fondly, and they don't like to bring up. Um, the success stories um, from, from that they, they prefer to judge it um, with uh, w- you know with, with with disdain really certainly I'm, I, I, I mean I, I, I've read the book loved the book thoroughly enjoyed the book very kind. and um, uh, I mean you, you talk at, at some length about uh, 
the importance and the weight uh, of a lot of the ideas that you had, uh, certainly with Mind the Gap. Um, I mean, how do you think that holds up today? Do you think it's as important now as it was then? I mean, I, 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 I mean, undoubtedly. I mean, I, if history, although thus far hasn't uh, judged it particularly, particularly kindly, I'm sure in the in the years to come that 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 will change. But I, I mean, I'm I'm confident it is. Uh, I mean, I, I would I would regard it as as an era-defining piece of work. I mean, I, some may say that's a bold statement, but um, I think that it's. You know, I, I don't use the word genius often, but I would say that it, it probably is that. I mean, there is not there's not uh, a weak song on there. It, it, it's, like, it's lull from conch. Sorry, I'm just a little bit starstruck. <laughs> uh, I was a younger a younger gentleman in the uh, in the in the mid to late nineties, and to know it, Friday nights meant TFI meant meant Gonch Gonch yeah uh, are Gonch going to be on this week oh they are I mean I mean, some did uh, suggest that 32 times on TFI Friday was, was too many um, but I I, I I don't think so not, not for me and not we had a very me. healthy relationship with Chris Evans it's um it's, it's what, one of the uh, stories that's often talked about, uh, of course, is uh, the sudden disappearance after what seemed to be a, a weekly residence on the show. There was uh, well, a, a contretemps with uh, Tommy from space and then uh, you weren't seen again. Yeah, could you, could you elaborate a little on, uh, on the... Uh... I, mean, I, mean, I mean, for legal reasons, I can't really go into a, 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 a lot... Of, of that affair, I mean, we, we all read about it in the press. I'm sure, of and course, were, of uh, course, uh, yeah. a lot of rumours flying around at the time. Um, but I mean, I had, I mean, I've been, I've been advised to say that I had really nothing directly to do with the disappearance. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, but I mean, things, but things happen. Um, things were said, uh, and two creative forces that's I'm, mm. I'm imagining two well I mean when you I mean it's difficult to really think of two larger like tectonic plates larger personalities than myself and uh, and, and Tommy from space at the time I mean it was gargantuan for, for many the, conflict. Uh, the 90s did mean Blur Oasis but for, for others it was Gonch and Gonch space. And space the north the south so many parallels well I, 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 absolutely I mean I would I would say it was the but the, the, the thinking, the thinking man's uh, Britpop war was between between Tommy and myself. Uh, I mean, Churchill and Roosevelt. Uh, um, I mean, the, the, the titans, the titans of history. I mean, but the, it, it was a. There were, I, it, some sometimes I think that maybe we could have worked together and uh, been a creative force of a creative union that maybe have just changed the tide of musical history but sadly it it wasn't to be well, I, I, absolutely i mean uh, i mean uh, for for me it was uh, it wasn't about the headlines so much as uh, as as about the music and uh, i understand you've uh, you're back on the road playing some of those songs again for the the first time in a while uh, how how does it feel to uh, to to be uh, revisiting some of those songs um well obviously uh, in some ways i've uh, I've, n- I've never really stopped playing playing those songs uh, but in many ways I have uh, legally again. Um, I was uh, not, not, I'm not, I'm not permitted to, to play those songs, um, but now, so it's good to be back on stage, uh, yeah, not, not knocking out the hits again, and just seeing the the crowd's faces, um, which is really what, what I what I do this for is to see the the astounded looks on 
men and women's faces looking up at me from six feet below and just being staggered by what's happening in front of them. Well, I, I certainly think that, uh, um, uh, that Tim and I would uh, would vouch for the astonishment that uh, that those audiences are feeling at the moment, and uh, I hope they they're, they're getting the same feeling from the from the book. Uh, I mean, can you give us a scoop here? Is there uh, any road stories uh, too hot for uh, publication? I mean, well, obviously, I included all of the of the best stories, uh, the most engaging ones, and uh, in the book. Um, so I'd hope people would would go there first rather than tuning into your your radio show. Otherwise, what would be the point in in writing it? Um, but even so, um, I'm sure I can dig something out of the old memory bank um, for you but um, if you are interested in buying the book um, it is uh, please please uh, it is. Uh, I mean where, where can you get hold of it oh, well, it's £25 um, worth every penny um, but in, it is in, a, in uh, could I get it in Smith's uh, no no you can't you, you do have to go on, on online to buy it if you just bear with me a moment uh, okay that's uh, that's fine right uh, where you need to go is uh, um, uh, http um, backslash backslash uh colon www.geocities.com forward slash gonch the real gonch hyphen the band tilde music forward slash dot html forward slash the book dash gotch A quick cup of tea and a blackjack Looking a hole in your pocket like a cash back With a beat that I found on my iPod Gonna drop it like a hot pot noodle in your laptop Make a sticky mess you can wipe off Got the IT guy saying oh my gosh Welcome back to Wolfmania, the podcast, the A to Z of everything. We're here in the Internet Space Station with a special guest this week, Lawrence Huntington Thresher, lol, to, uh, to his millions of fans, uh, from the band Gonch. Hello. Hi, lol. Good to be here. Spraggett. Fox. Hildebrandt. Hasketh. Copperbottom Clive Bledsoe. The Donkey. Warwick Parkway. For many, the classic lineup of Gonch. Um, how come none of these guys are performing with you at the reunion shows? Well, um, I'm just just to begin, should we just run through the names again, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll give my opinion about each one. Uh, sure, I'd, I'd love that. It's, uh, Chris Spraggett. Cock. Mike Fox. Cock. Aaron Hildebrand, fan favourite. Cock. Dean Hasketh. Cock. Copper Bottom. Cock. Donkey. Donkey. Warwick Parkway. Cock. A lot of those guys have gone on to uh, successful careers in management. Uh, is that something that interests you at all? Uh, I mean, what have you been up to for the last 15 years? I mean, in management is certainly not something that's ever interested me. Um, as far as uh, management are concerned, they really are the, the scum of the earth. But um, I did have a brief period where I was managing Richard Ashcroft's Instagram. That was... Uh, interesting time um brief but uh fascinating to work in an area that i wasn't familiar with um his his uh well the powers would be thought i may have got a little bit too real mm. with uh some of the posts on there um 
I really wanted to show the the essence of of Ashcroft um, more so than the, his fans were ready for I thought um, but we did get to explore his collection of antique firearms which is uh, not something that a lot of people know about to be honest Andrew um, this kind of is beneath me um, I've been pulled out of retirement to talk to two let's be frank underqualified journalists to talk to me about my outstanding well in my opinion and the world's opinion back catalogue um, but if I can give you a brief window into into the truth um, the shit that I've seen go down in the music industry will frankly blow your mind and when we're talking about management and the leeches and I'm not afraid to use that word that have been sucking at my teat for the past 10 to 15 years and I'm frankly sick of it um, death camps is the only place that I can describe for them that is good enough for them um, and th th now I feel this is a time when I can talk about that frankly now that I have a platform I mean that platform's your platform but I, I, I feel a little un little uncomfortable with it lol I mean we, we, we're fans we're, we're just, just fans of the music just fans well, of the band I, 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 I appreciate that but um, we're not fans of death camps when I talk about leeches um, I would frankly I would put fans in that bracket as well they've been getting away from, with murder for years paying the wrong that's that's the, kick, the, the, the recent Kickstarter campaign that I had at least they're playing the correct amount now murder they've been getting away with under the record companies absolutely disgusting I, I mean I, I hate to bring up the uh, the Kickstarter campaign but uh, some fans have been questioning uh, what happened happened to the money that was uh, was raised by the the Gaunch fan convention 2015 Kickstarter well frankly that's none of their business is it I mean there's people reporting that there's been no update on what the uh, the premium packages uh uh, when when they'd be fulfilled and uh, Kidderminster Town Hall denies that the event was ever booked well I mean they're, they're frankly lying um, and it's really none of their business where that money went um, I asked for it and um, they gave it to me that's surely the way these transactions work I, I, I mean sure we, we, we're all happy to, to, to hand the money over but uh, the, it seems that they're, the, the fans are then they're not getting they're not getting what they paid for and, and what they want is uh, the, what they want is gaunch music well, that's what they—that's what they're going to get. I mean, I've—I've frankly worked myself to the to the bare bones, giving the music over the past twenty years, and that's surely enough. The bronze package, which I thought was quite reasonable, at one hundred and fifty pounds for a light lunch with myself in a restaurant of my choosing in Malvern. Uh, Lawrence, um, in their article, This Poisonous Man, Select Magazine called you a highly litigious Brit pop also ran. A charmless, clueless, minor talent. Just the f worst. Well, Andrew, if I can stop you there, and I'm sure you're going to ask for my reaction to that well, frankly slanderous article in that rag. Frankly, the one thing we should be asking ourselves here, is there ever such a thing as good press? And the answer is no. No, there isn't a, 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 such a thing, because the press, by and large, is a gutter, a gutter, a snake pit in which people like you inhabit and invite right-thinking, good-hearted, talented musicians like myself, and you just degrade me in front, in front of everyone, in front of the world, you degrade, what well, I presume in front of your eight to ten listeners, and make me feel d d d disgusted and used, and I've, I've had enough of it. Well, uh, well, that's um, you've certainly made your, your feelings very clear, uh, uh, Lawrence. Um, 
Well, we appreciate your your candid response to to the questions. Uh, well, it's not just candid; it's truthful, isn't it? Isn't it? It's it's a perspective on the truth. That's uh, that's undeniable. Um, just just wonder if before you go, you could maybe give us a a bit of gender blender. rubbing. Budley is a picturesque tourist town in the Wire Forest. It's home to a handsome Thomas Telford Bridge, a rope-making museum, and game for a laugh celebrity chef Rusty Lee, who's always on hand to open new attractions at the nearby West Midland Safari Park. Footnote. Remind me to tell you the story of Rusty and the roller coaster when we get to the letter R. Periodically, the banks of the River Severn will burst, putting Budley in the media spotlight and submerging its historic riverside pubs beneath ten feet of water. The Prime Minister, or some minor British royal, will be sent for and will usually show solidarity with local residents by wading up to a bar to sample a pint of bitter or having their photo taken in a coracle. For many children growing up in the area, however, the town is synonymous with just one thing the Budley Brass Rubbing Centre. School trips to the centre, a council-run facility dedicated to the universally unpopular art of rubbing brass, would prove as regular, unavoidable and head-scratching as a trip to the knit nurse. There would be one redeeming feature of any such trip. The playground bragging points available to any child who could steal the B and the R from the Brass Rubbing Centre sign. Recently released council figures suggest that in 1985 alone, £725 was spent defiltifying the front of house facade. Let's get ready to rub some brass. Here in England, too, it is the fair sex that delightfully combined with tradition. Actress Ingrid Hafner, for example, has followed her hobby of brass rubbing. Brass rubbing. Brass Brass rubbing. Rubbing. Brass 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 rubbing. The Reverend John Watterson, rector of St Mary's, is used to visitors. But not many get down on their hands and knees with a sheet of paper and some cobbler's wax. The technique of brass rubbing looks simple enough. But we wonder whether it's another of those things at which only the expert really profits. Brass rubbing. Brass rubbing. Anyway, Ingrid assures us it's just a matter of placing the paper over the brass and rubbing it with the wax. Cobbler's wax. The brass, often engraved in fine detail, comes out like a photo negative. But the secret is to apply the wax hard and evenly over the paper. Hard and evenly. Cobbler's wax. Brass rubbing. It's really exciting. 
Brass rubbing, and it's really exciting. Brass rubbing, it is just a hobby. And a nice one, it must seem, to the millions of women to whom brass rubbing means polishing the ornaments on the sitting room mantelpiece. I think I have more uh, questions than answers after that uh, that short piece there. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it confuses as much as it gives. Two mainly, two real issues. Uh, one, certainly as a child I wasn't so aware that, uh, that brass rubbing was such a gender-specific hobby. I think historically it must have been, but uh, these days it's a broad church. I think it's unacceptable. The views expressed in uh, in that piece of archive audio are very much uh, unacceptable, yes. Absolutely unacceptable. And also the second thing, brass rubbing is exciting. Certainly is. And we're about to find out just how exciting brass That's rubbing right, can be. Because we've got some brasses here. We've got a brass each, actually. So um, if we sort of set the scene... Uh, Andrew has a, has a brass in front of him with yep. some, some paper. Um, got some uh, some uh, some black uh, sugar paper. Yep. And I've got some uh, some cobbler's wax. Some cobbler's wax in white to, to yep. contrast on the, the black sugar paper. Yep. Uh, we uh, we've uh, managed to uh, get Lol back. He's uh, he's popped outside for a minute. He's had uh, uh, we've had a quiet word with him. We've we've spoken to some of his people and um, uh, pleased to say he's uh, he's back with us now. The uh, gaunch front man. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, thank you for ha- having me back. No problem at all. Uh, thanks for coming back. I'm looking forward to doing some brass rubbing with uh, with the two of you. I would have to say it's not my first time for brass rubbing, um, so I'm 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 skilled. A pro. I, a pro. I, no, I, I, I'm not surprised. Anything you can turn your hand to, a, a, a crafty man. Well, quite. It's uh, yeah, in, in, in the top five um, disciplines that every musician should really master before the age of forty-five. Well, oh, certainly. And uh, Tim, Tim, what have you? Yeah, you've uh, you've got uh, you've got some wax and some paper over there. I have some paper, and uh, if I just just crouch down onto the floor here in front of me, my my brass is uh, is laid out in front of me, and I've got my okay. uh, my paper. Okay. Well, and, uh, uh, sorry, could you just pass me uh, the the cobbler's wax, please? Hold on. Yep. No. Uh, there you go. Thank you very much. Thanks. No problem at all. And um, well. Uh, We've 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 learnt uh, learnt a little about this. Uh, let's get rubbing. Okay, you uh, you, you ready, Lol? I'm uh, yeah, born ready. Okay, okay, everybody, oh, if no, we could no. just start to uh, start to rub away okay. at the uh, at the wax. Now, as the uh, the audio played at the start of this told us, it sort of starts yeah. to come out a little like a photo negative. Yep. So I'm starting to get a little bit of detail at the top yeah. of the line now. Um, Andrew, can you make out what your uh, what your brass is? I'm really sure it's. I mean, I'm, it's a bit like doing a scratch card, isn't it? It's a, I like doing a scratch o. Uh, I mean, I that l- looks like uh, it looks like the the tip of a sword. Yeah, you can uh, just make out the uh, the tip. Yeah, seems to seems to be coming out here. Um, I think there's more than one. More than one person in in mine. It's, uh, it's looking good. Interesting. So, uh, what have you got there? Yours uh, it seems like the uh, the beginnings of a hood. <laughs> okay. That, that are coming through at the top. Uh, I'm not, not quite sure. I'm certainly, it's some kind of piece of clothing. Yeah, it's uh, what interesting. About you, Tim? What you what you got? I'm a little confused by what I'm getting here. I'm, uh, I'm a little confused as well. Yours is looking a little like a, a knight, Andrew. I must say. I think. I mean, it appears to, be, uh, appears to be. I think it's a Tudor knight, Tim. Tudor knight. Tudor knight. Tudor knight. Um, 
and with uh, well, appears to be not one but two wives. Wow. I sounds like there's a story behind this. I'm not sure. I mean, he's, he appears to, he's he's both praying and clasping his sword. And wow, uh, that really is quite 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 an image. I mean, if I'm, I mean, I, I can't be certain, but I, I think it's. Uh, well, I, I think it's Sir Thomas Huntington. Oh yeah, and his uh, that appears to be his wife Agnes. Oh yeah, That's, uh, I, I I don't know. Keep, keep, keep rubbing. That's the joy of. Uh, I, I mean, I'm rubbing. Is that you know the whole story is not is revealed in well, in parts a lot like an image loading over the internet. In sure, I don't. Lol, what have you got there? What's uh, what's appearing on uh, on your paper? You seem to have. Uh, well, I, um, I've been going a little bit slower than both of you. Um, yeah, you've, you've just worked around the edge of the hood. I, I have just worked. <laughs> what that? Do you mean? Uh, <clears throat> it's like a sort of armoured monk. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know what? I'm <laughs> not standing for this anymore. You started. This is not why they. This is not why they invented the internet. Okay, everybody. Let's. Uh, mine's mine's certainly developing. Andrew, yours looks like it's it's nearly finished. What have you got there? Um, I think I have got a Tudor knight and two wives. So you have. That's a, that's beautiful. I think it's uh, Thomas Manfield, his wife Agnes, and uh, widow Catherine. Excellent, excellent. So, so that's 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 quite, quite an old brass. Lol. Uh, it appears I have um, oh, a very uh, uh, dignified-looking monk in a in a fetching habit. It's uh, it looks a little like Christian Slater in in the name of the rose. Well, that's uh, based on something. And um, uh, Tim, Tim, what have you got there? You just just finish off. Mine's confused me slightly. Looks a little bit futuristic. Hmm. Certainly not what I was expecting. Yeah. No. Huh. Looks a like Will I Am. Huh. Thanks very much for sticking with us, everybody. It's uh. This is the uh, pretty much getting to the end of the third episode of Wolfmania, the podcast, the... Uh, A to Z of everything. The online version of the website, uh, www.wolfmania.org. Of course, this week we have to say a, a very special thank you to our guest. It's uh, Lawrence Huntington Thresher, the uh, the legend that is lol from the band Gonch. And uh, his uh, band are back out on the road at the moment and you should definitely go and catch them live wherever you can. He's got a new book out as well, of course. His reminiscences from on and off the road, on and off the telly, on and off the radio. And you can buy that at http colon backslash backslash www.geocities.com slash gonch the real gonch. That's the gonch hyphen the band tilde music backslash book dot html. Okay, it's... Uh dawns on me that there's uh, not much uh, for us left to do this evening uh, except uh, maybe a quick game of the impression that I get him.
sorry to, to miss that out. It's become a feature that's been loved by the listeners. So, uh, that's right. Well, and uh, for first-time listeners, of course, we should probably explain the rules. I am a man of a million voices, and I would like to share them all with you. And what better way than through the uh, musical work of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? I'm 2-0 up in the series so far. I, I think uh, Tim has failed to guess my last two impressions. Best of 26. And <laughs> Could be a draw. <laughs> As such, it's me to uh, carry on with uh, another voice to see if Tim can guess it and uh, see how we go so uh, okay you ready Tim uh, as ready as as I usually am okay I'm just getting character just to shake it off wow that's quite <clears throat> quite a metamorphosis have you ever had the odds stacked up so high you need a strength most dope resist or has it ever come down to do or die You've got to rise above the rest. No. Well, I've never had to knock on wood. But I know someone who has. Which makes me wonder if I could. It's very evocative. Who do you think it is? Initially, the tone, the Mm -hmm. timbre. And also what's going to be lost on the listener is the way you physically became a different character whilst Mm. presenting those, uh, those... those lyrics very reminiscent very strongly reminiscent of Bruno Mars it's not Bruno Mars which is funny because I was actually thinking of doing Bruno Mars <laughs> but, but, uh, decided against that especially after our special guest earlier got a little bit fruity I wasn't comfortable entirely with all of that some strong views um, yeah we should point out you know the artist's own views certainly not the uh, the views of uh, uh, www.wolfmania.org Absolutely not A much gentler organisation Than the one that perhaps has been presented By LOL HT It's a, a lot calmer in the internet space station mm. Right now Interesting So Who is it? One Who guess, is it? One guest down, another guest You can have go. as many as you like I'm going to go short hop Yep. Both artistic from Bruno and, Mars and in spelling terms I'm going to go <laughs> from Bruno Mars to Ollie Mars so you're going to go to Bruno Brooks <laughs> both would be incorrect Bruno Brooks was going to be my third my third guess right, so. I'll so, give you one last go because this time round I didn't very meanly I didn't give you your uh, chance to guess before I did the impression uh, which is lucky because if you'd gone for Bruno Mars I'd have given it to you <laughs> <laughs> okay you've got one more go would one you like more, a one more guess you like a little flash more of it a little snippet more if you've got more I'll take it I'll give it a little more I'll try and uh, try and really lay uh, lay it on for you this time I've never had to knock on wood I'm glad I haven't yet because I'm sure it ain't good Tricky. It's not tricky, it's Adrian Childs! Oh. <laughs> oh. And that, Tim, is the impression that I get. 3-0. Hmm. What do you mean, hmm? It's definitely 3-0. It's definitely 3-0. Yeah. Uh, disappointed in my performance. Uh, all I can hope is that... Pretty, 
pretty pleased with mine. There's another 23 points to play for. There are another 23 points to play for and another 23 voices. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. And uh, speaking of which, the, uh, the jogging will continue next week as we open up the Encyclopedia of Everything one more time. With the, uh, it's going to be the letter C next week, I would have thought. Letter C. Letter C. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with that one. Yep. Some C words. That definitely won't be coming up next week. Especially not with LOL. Oh, God, thank God LOL's gone. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I promise you he won't be back next week. <laughs> Uh, let us see will be and uh, who knows who knows what adventures that will take us on then absolutely right well thank you very much for your time patience and uh, for, for being here with us today if uh, you'd like to find out more about us you can go to www.wolfmania.org and uh, check us out there give us a thumbs up on the old uh, Facebook uh, maybe like us and subscribe uh, on iTunes and wherever you download your podcasts from. And uh, thanks for being with us. I'm Andrew. I'm Tim. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>